This is The Mitch Gray Show, where we are bringing the art of humanity back to leadership. Subscribe to The Mitch Gray Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where you'll find each of our episodes and other resources that will equip, inspire, and empower you to lead well. And now, The Mitch Gray Show. What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to The Mitch Gray Show. Thank you so much for listening. If you have not subscribed to the show, make sure you Subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media. We do put most of our podcast episodes uh, in video form on the YouTube channel. So go check those out. Follow us on social media at Gray Media and spread the word. We're trying to grow our audience and would love to get our message out to as many as possible. So today let's talk about the power of finding great people. For years, I've talked to business leaders. I've dealt with it myself. Um, I've talked to managers, CEOs, etc. And it just seems that the consistent and constant complaint I hear from business leaders is that they can't find good people. And I'm talking for decades now. I've had this conversation with people and it's the same over and over and over again, the same complaint, we can't find good people. And even in a day and age that there's so many third-party apps, websites, recruiting services, more now than ever, where people can find a job, post a job, put an application in, social media exists, and those connections happen there. So in a world where the pool has seemed, for people hiring, the pool has seemed to have gotten larger. For people looking for work, it seems like they can pinpoint their pool of opportunity even more, the same problem still exists. Leaders complaining that they can't find great people. So I've provided solutions to this problem, this ever ongoing issue in humanity of about finding great people to come and, and work with you and to build success for themselves and for the company they Um, are working for. And I've provided those solutions in my new book that'll be releasing in August, How to Hire and Keep Great People. And so today I'm beginning a series that kind of follows uh, the script of the book a little bit on the Mitch Gray Show podcast. So you can really sit with and learn and dig into and understand what it takes to find great people. Because friends, there are millions of amazing people living and breathing and walking the streets and working who would be a great fit for your organization. They exist. They're out there. So your responsibility as a leader is to now find those people and they may already be employed or they could potentially be unemployed. With the last 18 months that we've experienced through the pandemic, a lot of great people have lost jobs, not on their own Uh, doing, but just because companies downsized or closed completely or or companies phased out. I've seen this a lot where companies phased out a lot of uh, people that had worked for their company for a while and were looking at retirement. And so to kind of cut their losses, companies phased those people out. So the bottom line is there are amazing people ready to go to work for you. The question is, How do you find them? Where do you find them? What do you do once you find them? How do you interview? Have you worked on your interviewing skills? Do you have clarity on who you need, what they're going to do, and why they're going to do it? And those are all the beginning steps 
of learning to find people that truly align with your organization. So we're going to have a great series over the next four or five months, really, when I do these solo episodes where I'm going to teach you how to find great people, where to find great people, and what to do with them after you find them. Because it doesn't just end once you hire them and you go to the rest of your team and say, oh, we found the next great person. If that's all you do, you're going to lose them really quickly. So today the topic is the power of finding great people. Why does it matter? You know, I think the biggest mistake outside of everything, and I think there are a lot of mistakes that hiring leaders make, but I think the biggest mistake is they're settling on who they hire. I think they're looking for bodies to fill positions, or at best, they're looking for good people. The greatest mistake hiring leaders are making is they're settling. They're not hiring people based on alignment. They're not hiring people based on energy. They're not hiring people based on personality or work ethic or character, but rather they're either hiring people because they need bodies to fill positions or they're hiring people because of qualifications or they're hiring people because they don't know how to hire. And that's the majority of hiring leaders. They don't know how to hire. They don't know how to interview. They don't know how to recruit. Very few people in hiring positions really understand those uh, skills. So I'm going to teach you how to do those things in the podcast through the new book that's coming out that we're really excited about because I want you to be successful and I want the people that are struggling to find a job they love to be successful. It's a match made in heaven, right? If you can find the right person for your organization and they love what they do, they will be successful and so will you. So it's a really easy strategy, but it's a very difficult skill to learn. So let's talk today about the power. What does it do? How should you go about finding great people? A few years ago, I was speaking at a local, uh, it was some organizational event. I really don't even remember what it was specifically, but a small group of people, I got invited to come in and speak. And I only had, you know, it's one of those events where you only have like 15 minutes maybe, but you take them, right? As a speaker and as a creator, you take all those opportunities because you never know where it's going to lead. And so I took the opportunity and as I was, I knew a few of the people in the room personally, a couple of them I didn't, but it was kind of one of those events. You had lunch and you did some networking and, and then there was a speaker every, every week when they met. So during the lunch, I'm kind of sitting here and I tend to be that guy that doesn't really necessarily spell out what he's going to say. Um, I kind of just have this rough idea. Well, as I'm sitting there taking in the environment and taking in the conversations and eavesdropping on what people are talking about. I knew pretty immediately where I wanted to go. And so when it came my time to step up and to speak, I asked a question. And the question was, the majority of the people in the room were business owners or managers. And so the question was, where and how have you been able to find people to hire? Has it been a struggle? And immediately everyone was like, oh, we can't find good people. It's the same response that I get every time I ask that question. Oh, we're struggling to find people. We just can't find people that'll work hard. We just can't find people that'll show up for work. And so it was kind of the same responses. And I said, okay, so, and there was, there was one, one older gentleman who has been a business owner in that community for quite a while, successfully, I might add, but he, he, you could just tell that question really got him. And I said, Hey, so 
share with me. You're thinking something. Share with me what you're thinking. And he said, Mitch, I just can't find people that want to work. I can't find people that want to come in and do what I tell them to do. I won't go into it today, but that's always a red flag, right? When a business owner just says, I want people to come in and tell them what I want. That's exactly why you can't find great people who are high performers and independent. It's not going to work. So I said, okay, tell me who you're hiring. Paint the picture for me. You can't find people that want to work. You can't find people that want to do what you tell them to do. So paint that picture a little more. I never want to assume, right? He said, well, I always hire, you know, I have a couple of people that have been with me for years and I always hire some part-time high school kids because I want to hire them. I want to support them, but it's getting tougher and tougher to find teenagers that want to work. I said, okay, so let's expound on that a little more. You're telling me it's getting tougher and tougher, but what's changed? You've been in business a long time. So you can go back 20, 30 years to those teenagers versus today. And you're complaining about the teenagers that you're hiring today. And he said, well, here, here's something that happened the other day. I have a, a young girl that works for me. She's like a junior or senior in high school. And I have her do small tasks like vacuum and sweep and clean the windows and clean the bathrooms and make copies. And it's really simple stuff that I just need her to do. But every time I ask her, tell her to do something, she asked me, why do I have to do this? And I said, okay, so is she asking in a rebellious way or is she asking in a way that tells you she just wants to gain knowledge? Like, does she do the work afterward? He said, oh yeah, she does the work and she does a great job. She's really good at vacuuming and cleaning the windows, et cetera. I said, okay, so the result of her work you're happy with, you're really just not happy with that she wants to know the why. You're used to having people just at your beck and call. And when you give them a demand, they jump. And now all of a sudden, we have a generation of teenagers who are smart enough to go, but give me the value to this task that I'm doing. I'm not just going to come in here and clean your windows and clean your bathrooms and mop your floors and make your copies if I don't know they're leading to something more important. And the gentleman crossed his arms and he sat back in his chair and he just goes, huh, I've never thought about it that way before. He said, I know. That's why I'm telling you. Because this generation of teenagers is different and it's beautiful. They're not going to put up with the old do it because I say it. And you know what? They shouldn't. No generation should. It's not you do it because dad says, or you do it because your boss says. And a lot of people that are older, they don't understand that because in their generation, you just did it. But this generation, this beautiful, independent, creative, smart generation says, but I need to know how I'm giving your organization value by doing this task. That's all I want to know. And friends, if you're listening to this and you are a hiring leader or a, an organizational owner or whatever you are, if you have any position of influence when it comes to hiring, recruiting, and development, I need you to listen to this. When you can give someone the value of their work, 
Number one, it's going to motivate them to do even greater work. But number two, you never know that young teenager who is mopping your floors and cleaning your windows and cleaning your bathrooms and making your copies might be your next CEO. They might be on the side developing an app that's going to make them a millionaire and they're going to buy out your company. That's the beautiful thing about learning the art of recruiting and hiring and developing people is you never know where your next great leader will arise from. But if you don't give them the why, you'll still never know because they're going to leave. So give them the why. Don't be like the old business owner guy who just has built a business successfully for 30 years and didn't care about giving people value. And I guarantee you, if I walked in his business, his secretary is miserable and his accountant is miserable and everyone's miserable. He might be a nice enough guy and I know him and he is a nice enough guy, but he's gotten it all wrong when it comes to hiring and development. And most of the 30 million small businesses in America have gotten it wrong. They just have. You can see it in the numbers. The turnover's high. The, the satisfaction levels are extremely low. The job hopping happens all the time. And so here's what I want to talk about today. Let's define number one real quickly, great people. So I always use this, how to hire and keep great people, how to find great people. But what does that really mean? Here's three definitions of great people. Number one, great people are curious by nature. High performers are curious by nature. Innovators and independent people, they're curious by nature. You want curiosity running through the lifeblood of your organization. Why? Because curiosity leads to greater learning and greater learning leads to greater experience and greater experience leads to greater innovation and opportunity. And so you show me an organization that has lost the idea of curiosity, and I will show you an organization that is dying quickly. The lack of curiosity, the lack of surrounding yourself with curiosity, the lack of sticking an IV into the blood veins of your organization and pumping it full of curiosity is going to kill your organization. No ifs, ands, or buts, because curiosity leads to innovation. And innovation leads to growth and opportunity. So great people are curious by nature. You want more of those. The power of questions. You want question askers. Not doubt-filled. Like, what did you tell me to do? Why do I have to do that? No. You want people that say, oh, so tell me the why in this task that you've given me because I want to know how it adds value. Those are two different types of whys. You want the positive type. Number two, great people are hardworking within their area of interest, expertise, or passion. They're hardworking within their area of expertise, interest, or passion. So this has to do with directly with alignment. And a major mistake that leaders make constantly is they hire someone not based on alignment. So they may hire someone for an accounting position because they have a master's degree and a ton of experience in accounting. But what if that accountant is just that by trade and doesn't enjoy it at all? Your accounting department is going to suck. You can have the best accountant in the world with the greatest experience, but if they hate it, they're going to be miserable. What if that accountant has always had an interest in sales? 
What if they've been reading book after book after book and listening to podcast after podcast and learning how to become a master sales person? What if that accountant is your next best salesperson? Have you ever thought about that? Probably not because you're too worried about accounting. And this person has great ex experience and great education. So you took those qualifications that you can measure and you forgot to be creative in measuring the person. And so now you've misaligned your organization and everyone hates turning in their receipts to accounting because they're a jerk, because they're miserable. Well, if you could flip the script, take that person to lunch, find out a little more about them and all of a sudden learn that they have three certifications because they've taken four courses on how to be a master salesperson. And that's what they want to do. So you have to hire a new accountant. You can hire a new accountant all day. Alignment is key because people will work hard in their area of interest, experience, or expertise, or passion. They will work hard in those areas. But experience has to combine with interest and passion. Align those people properly, and you'll have nothing but success. And number three, what defines great people? Third thing is great people love building success. They just do. I've never met a, a person in my life that isn't driven, a person that has a higher aptitude for living, and which I believe is most people. I just think people are misaligned. But I've never met a person that has a higher aptitude for living that isn't driven. They're driven in their area of interest and their skill set, but they're driven. They're excited about building success. No one wants to walk out of their door every morning going to an environment they hate. No one. I've never met them. If you know them, send them my way because they're a unicorn. Every single human has a deeper feeling of desire within them to be aligned with a life they love because that's how we are wired. We want to do work we love. So why as an organizational leader, a hiring leader, a person of development, a person of uh, diversity and culture in your company, why are you not placing people where they are best aligned? It makes zero sense to me that companies aren't putting more effort into alignment from the jump, realigning people in the middle and consistently measuring success based on alignment. That is the key to optimum capacity. If you want your organization to run at its greatest level possible, then you better get everyone in the right seat in the bus. And if you don't, you better have the courage to change it. And that may mean you as well. Never know. So what is keeping you from finding great people? That becomes the real first question, right? I do believe that the majority of hiring leaders, of business owners, miss it when it comes to hiring people. I think they rarely get it right. And so then we have to ask the question, what's keeping them? What's keeping you from hiring great people? What's, what's continuing that conversation every night that you go home and have with your partner or with your mom or whoever? Oh, I had another one quit today. I just can't find the people I need. What's keeping you from finding those people? These are the first three critical steps in finding great people. Are you ready? You need to take note of this because these are the, the most important first critical steps in finding great people. Number one, do you have clarity on who you want on your team? The who. Do you have clarity on who you want? If you hire a marketing company, 
to create a marketing plan for your organization, one of the first things they're going to do is ask you, who is your ideal customer? Who is your target audience? And they're literally going to have you do some exercises about um, your target customer for your product. And the target customer in the end is going to be Sarah, the 35-year-old mom who has two toddlers and has to take them to school every day and drives a minivan and has to get to soccer class. Her husband is a lawyer and they make some good money, but they're having a really hard time because lawyer husband works a lot. So Sarah's juggling all of this. And so because she's juggling all of this, we've made this really cool um, cooking app. I don't know. Whatever your product is, the point is, the marketing company that you hire to help you engage your audience is going to have you specifically create your ideal customer. And a lot of companies actually, they, they, they create that person physically and they actually print pictures and post them on the wall. Here's our five ideal customers. When we're creating our product and selling our product, do these customers respond well? Are they receiving and supporting what we're doing? Companies go through that much work for marketing, and here's what you have to do for hiring. Go through that much work. Before you go out to recruit, you need to define and have clarity on who you need on your team. Period, no ifs, ands, or buts. Let's take a sports team, and some of you may not be sports fans, but I think you'll get the analogy. When you have a football team, American football, you have 11 players on the field, 11 of them are on offense and 11 of them are on defense. So your team has 11 players on the field. Every player has a position and they have a specified task that they are meant to do to bring success to the team. And this is any sport. You can take soccer or from my friends in other parts of the world, that's real football, right? You can take basketball, you can take even golf, a game that's considered an individual sport, but every golfer has a caddy and a strategist. Well, the caddy never picks up the club in the middle of a golf tournament and starts swinging it, right? No, that's for the golfer to do. The caddy is the one that helps make the strategy and decide how they're gonna play the hole. Back to our original analogy with a football team. If you have what's called the quarterback, if you put the quarterback in what's called the receiver position, it's not going to go well. And if you put the receiver or an alignment in the quarterback position, it's not going to go well. But here's how most people approach hiring. There's a lot of linemen. So for those that don't know in football, in American football, the linemen are the big guys, right? They're the big guys that hit each other and make sure that everything goes according to plan and blocks the other person across from them. A, a lot of linemen played quarterback in elementary school because they were most likely the fastest, biggest, strongest. So they needed to carry the ball. But when they got to the college level, the professional level, or the high school level, they were no longer meant to be a quarterback. They were meant to be a lineman. So on their resume, they have quarterback. And what a lot of companies, their, their, their misguided approach to hiring is they see a resume and they see experience and they go, oh, you were a quarterback at once. Now you're a 356'5". A 350-pound 6'5 lineman, but we're going to put you at quarterback. Why? Because you did it once in sixth grade and you were great at it. It's a terrible approach to hiring, but that's how most of you are hiring. You have no clarity on what position you need, 
who you need to fill that position, but more importantly, the role you need them to play on your team. You see, the role of a team player is more than just job description. The role of a team player has to do with character and moral compass and energy and presence and aptitude and positivity. That is what supersedes the definition of a job. Because you can, again, you can have the greatest accountant in the world who can find you all of your tax deductions and get all the money right and pay all the bills on time. But if they're a terrible person, no one will want to deal with accounting and it's going to kill your business. So you have to have clarity on who you want on your team. More than just job descriptions, throw the job descriptions out the window. Sit down with your leadership team and define the makeup, the personality, the energy of your team. What do they look like? What hobbies do they have? Where do they shop? What do they like to do? What coffee shops do they go to? What kind of jobs have they had? What kind of side hustles do they have? Who do they hang out with? Birds of a feather flock together. If you hire a negative person, they're going to attract more negative people. If you hire a positive person, they're going to bring in more positive people and energy. So define who you want on your team and the makeup of your team. The second thing, about finding great people is do you have clarity as to why you need that person on your team? And again, this is more than a job description. Sure, you may have a hole to fill, but if you fill it with the wrong person, you're wasting your time. In fact, you're setting yourself back. When you have clarity on why you need them on the team, what you're really saying is, again, I'm gonna use a sports analogy. I'm a sports guy. There's oftentimes that sports teams or clubs, they'll bring someone into their team, not because they need them on the field, but because they need their influence in the locker room. Think about that for a second. These multi-billion dollar organizations who are driving an economy in the world, across the world, these sports teams influence the world economy, billions and billions and billions of dollars These sports teams and clubs will literally bring in a teammate, not because they need them on the field, but because they need their influence in the locker room. That is how you have clarity on why you need someone. Yes, the majority of your team will have a role every day. They have a job to do. They have something, a role to play in building the success, and it's a specific role. And they need to know what they're doing, how they're doing it, and why they're doing it. But oftentimes, you may need to create a role just because you need someone of good influence on your team. But the bottom line is you need to know the why for everyone. And it's not just because you need an accountant. It's not just because you need a short order cook. It's not just because you need another salesperson. Those aren't the true whys. Because you can always run a successful team shorthanded. I believe that wholeheartedly. If you have a team of high performers, you can run shorthanded and build success as long as you know why you need them. And the third and last thing about what's keeping you from finding great people is, do you have clarity on what they will be doing and what role they will play? You need to know this. And again, this is larger than a job description. Does a job description fit into the what they will be doing? Yes. And that better have incredible value. 
but you need to know what they will be doing on the team. How are they going to be adding value to the team? How are they going to be playing a role and fulfilling a role that the team is missing? Are they the encourager? Are they the inspirer? Are they the task person? Are they the worker bee? Are they the leader bee? Like you're asking all of these questions as you're recruiting these people to make sure you're filling your, filling your roles on the team that are going to complete a whole team for success. So having clarity on what they will be doing and the role that they're going to be playing is incredibly critical to hiring the right people. As you've seen in this one episode alone, the mistake that most companies and organizations have made is they don't understand the art of hiring, the art of recruiting. I guarantee you for most companies, if every in the U.S. alone, that's where I'm based, there are over 30 million small businesses in the U.S. alone. They make up for over 99% of the American economy. I guarantee you if all 30 million of those, those business organization leaders could listen to this episode, I guarantee the majority of them would be like, I never thought about hiring that way, ever. They'd never thought about having clarity on who, why, and what, ever. Because most people don't think about it. Why? Because you're not taught. It's not your fault necessarily. They didn't teach you this stuff in leadership school. They didn't teach you this stuff when you were being recruited. And they didn't teach you this stuff when you either got promoted to run the department or or franchise you're running, or when you decided to go be an entrepreneur and start your own business. No one taught you the art of recruiting, hiring, and development. But it begins here. It begins with the idea of knowing who, why, and what. And I would say, if you're in the middle of needing to hire people right now, I would say to pause your hiring efforts, pause them and take a couple of days, just two or three and decide your who, why, and what, because I guarantee you, if you do that, you're now going to begin opening the doors to finding great people and brothers and sisters, you know how difficult it is to run an organization. And if you don't run an organization, you know how difficult it is to be either be misaligned on a team or to have bad team players. You know the pain that you feel, the frustration, the headache, the stress. And if you're running an organization, you want to be successful. You want to be successful emotionally, spiritually, physically, monetarily. You want revenue coming in. You want to end the year in a good place. So we're halfway through 2021 when I'm recording this episode. And I know a lot of companies are in the middle of hiring. And if that's you, stop. Just put, push the pause button for a few days. Focus on your who, why, and what. Define who you want on your team. What do they do? What are their hobbies? What are their interests? What books do they read? And once you get clarity on that, I guarantee you the law of attraction will kick in. And through your activity of recruiting, you will attract the best people for your organization. Good luck. If you need help, reach out. That's what I do. I help people like you find the perfect people for their organization. And it's totally possible. Believe me, I've hired enough of the wrong people to know how to hire the right people. (laughs) And once I learned how, it changed everything. Push the pause button on your hiring right now. Do it for two days. Learn the who, what, who, why, and what. Identify who you need, and it'll change the game. Make sure you subscribe to the Mitch Gray Show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please share this episode with anyone who is in a hiring position. If they're a business owner or an HR person, whatever, make sure they hear the message because we want to help as many people as possible, be as successful as possible, because that makes humanity 
as good as possible. So have a great day. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and that way you can watch the videos as well. And be looking out for the book, How to Hire and Keep Great People. It'll be out middle of August. We'll be setting a date soon. And uh, that's going to empower you so well to learn the art of recruiting, hiring, and develop, development. Have a great day, friends. Until our next episode, we will talk to you soon.